Hi, my name is Nicole J. Butler, and I am also known as She Shed Cheryl from State Farm's Viral Commercial. Pete and Marissa, y'all have been busy. That's what I heard. <laughs> This is Y'all Heard, heard. a podcast from me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. I wanted to see if I could find another, like... Me too, I was thinking for you too, like, our friends. Yeah, but I'll I'll live. Okay, um... And this is a podcast where we come together like many raindrops that fall from the sky like they are doing today. We come together and then like like so all these raindrops, you know you know what I mean. They come together and then they make like a puddle, right? And then the puddle gets bigger oh, and know. it becomes a, a mass of water. But it also could become like a typhoon, and that's that's us, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. First um, up. Marissa's nauseous, and I am sleepy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a, I had off today from work, and I'm not sure why I'm nauseous, but I will say a variety of things. Uh, yesterday, I drank an entire pot of coffee at like 8 p.m. <laughs> uh, then I this explains your wake up time today. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I felt really oh, okay. So then. I ordered Korean food, but I think it was breaded in wheat flour. Because I was like, I spent all this money, I have no other food, so I ate it, and I'll, like, I'll sleep it off. And then I went to sleep at 3 o'clock. And then, uh, yeah, I woke up, like, between, like, 1.30 and 2 o'clock, and I feel so gross. And I was like, oh, man, but, like, I still need to drink coffee. But I didn't feel like making a pot of coffee for fear that I would drink the whole pot again. So I got a grocery delivery that had one can of La Colombe peppermint coffee latte. And I thought that was a good idea. That's really <laughs> gross. It was really gross. So I think I'm nauseous because I slept too much and because I drank that fucking gross coffee. <laughs> and it's by what time? It's 5 o'clock. I at most are like, I don't even know, like an hour I feel like I woke up five minutes ago. I saw like an hour of sunlight. Guys, this is a weird day. Pete, tell me whatever you want. Uh, Let's see. It is a weird day. But we do have a president now, Marissa. That's something we didn't share with the audience. I know. There's a number of people who only get their news from us, so it's worth (laughs) us mentioning. (laughs) I would like to clarify. You might be like, Pete said we have a president now. Does he mean because things were up in the air for four days? No, because we never president for four years. That's right, bitches. I don't think that's what he meant, but that's how I'm taking it. Okay. Oh, uh, now, now listen, because I talked about my mom on the podcast before and her politics and oh yeah, that sort of thing. I do want to. I do want to throw this out there. This is not to make my mom look stupid or anything like that, but it's to it's to frame up. Anything else that I told you about my mom, if you're like, Pete's mom sucks because, like... No, his mom is awesome and made me realize I can't hate Trump supporters. She goes, 
Pete, why do the hats say 45 on them? And I'm like, I think that's the, the company that makes the hats. Because I got confused with like 59. I think 59 is the company that makes hats. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, all the Trump hats say 45. I guess, <laughs> I guess. And I was like, oh, he's the 45th president. And she's like, huh. <laughs> I will say I saw that a bit ago. And I also took a moment. And I was like, huh? And then I realized it. So I, I also, it, and then I said, moment. and then I said, and with the right font, it's much easier to turn into a swastika. So <laughs> I like that. She didn't laugh at that, did she? She did. She did. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of like, ah, oh, you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys can still have a have an okay time despite what happened. Ooh, ooh. You guys, you guys want something else? Uh huh. When all was said and done, and she put in her vote and everything like that, she said, "I went to church and I prayed to God that the right person would get the job." <laughs> So what'd she say? Does she accept that this is the right person? Yeah. Well, I she accepts that it's over. Not like okay, okay. my coworker who. <laughs> um. Oh, let me briefly say something, Pete. I told you this. I told you this while I was drunk, piecemeal texting you. <laughs> Do you remember what I was texting you slightly about my mom's neighbor? Yes. Okay. The woman who spray painted her own garage door? Uh, shed. Okay. Let okay. Me, okay. Let me, okay. Let me tell this. Uh, because last time I told it, I told it in a in a bad way. So hopefully I can tell it better this time. Because I told it a way that it was very uninteresting. <laughs> uh, last time I recounted it. Um, so my mother has a neighbor, and they've always been really friendly. They've been neighbors for like I don't know, like ten years or something. Uh, they stopped being as friendly when the neighbor started posting. So my mother started posting, uh, pro-Obama things on Facebook. And the lady would repost my mother's stuff and say, like, can you believe what these Dems are thinking? And then my mother called her out and was like, why do you keep posting my stuff? Like, like, it's obnoxious. And the lady's like, I didn't do that. So then my mother... Uh, she doesn't know how it works, okay. Yeah, my mother like got off of Facebook for a bit. She's back on, but she's not friends with the lady. Anyway, uh, my mother wanted to, like... So the lady started getting, like, put a Trump sign out, and my mother wanted to be, like, really mean to the lady. And I was like, you can't be, because when you need help, they help you. <laughs> so she's like, <laughs> you just can't. So my mother stopped talking to the lady, but I kept a friendship with the lady online. Mind you, the lady's like... I don't know, 50, but like, you know, I'm, I still feel like I'm a child, but I mean, I guess I could call it a friendship, but yeah, we're, we're friendly, uh, online. Anyway, <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't know why I don't, oh, so the lady used, to, I'm sorry if this is long. The lady had this forum where it was like, show pictures of your backyard. And I used to partake in it to kind of show like, you know, the Phillipses are okay with you. Even though we support Trump, you know, still help my parents when they need help. Uh, when the election stuff started happening, the Tuesday, you know, when, when we were waiting for results, she closed it down. She ended the group abruptly. And I was like, what's this lady's problem? So then I looked at her feed, and she was unraveling. And she was like, I feel so bad for Trump. The Democrats are evil. Joe Biden won't even last four years. He will be taken out by the American people or the devil. 
which is interesting because that is to that makes it seem like he's not on the side of the devil. So maybe this lady's gonna make a deal with the devil to take out. Interesting. Out yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like you're not listening to what you just wrote. And like one taken out is like murdered. Yeah. The devil taking him out is like a date. <laughs> and she, you can't throw that in there without context. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, whoa. So then, while while this is happening, my mother goes, this lady spray painted. Oh, she took down her Trump sign because I think she knows Trump might lose. But she spray painted Biden sucks on her shed. I was like, what do you mean spray painted? Nobody vandalizes their own stuff. Uh, I was like, are you are you saying this? Like, somebody's so angry they go out to their own home and start. Yeah, I was like, are you wording this wrong? Did she did she put it in a more like pics or it didn't happen? And she's like, no, they're spray paint. And I was like, that sounds like she should have done someone else's shit. And I was like, no one's even it's in her backyard. That doesn't even make sense. So then I go back on her feed. And she has a post that just says something like, oh, I don't remember. It was like, uh, the Democrats are evil. <laughs> they will all die or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, first of all, I'm tipsy. But I'm like, <laughs> yo, this ain't cool. But I'm not going to fight with this lady. Because one, I still don't want her to hate my family. And two, like, that's not my style because I know her. If I didn't know her, I'd be like, what the fuck? So I think that a subtle way that she could be like she could just be like oh no i don't mean this i said i hope you don't mean literally so then i leave it at that because i'm like now she knows i've seen it she knows like my family might be like the fuck so i i assume that's gonna be the end of it no then i find out she deletes my comments nice i like it so i'm like the fuck i like this woman's style I was like, no, 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 you're not going to, no. And so I, again, I still am like, I'm not going to find this lady, but I'm like, oh, I see you deleted my comments. I thought despite our political differences, we could remain neighborly. That's a shame. Uh, I, I might have said something else, but I don't remember. So then she met, she puts a comment that goes, oh, I didn't understand what you were getting at. So I deleted it. So I didn't look rude like I didn't respond. First of all, that doesn't make sense. And then she's like, I'm going to private message you. And I was like, no. So then she private messages me. Did I do something wrong? And I was like, I, I was like, let's just be honest. You know, you know, my parents, by the way, I told my mother. So I said, you know, my parents are Democrats. And I told my mother that she's like, I'm not a fucking Democrat. <laughs> I'm an independent. I was like, mom, it doesn't matter. It's too late. You're not anyway, what she is, so... Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know... I was like, my parents are Democrats. Um, you know that I see your Facebook. That seemed violent. Uh, I just found that concerning. And I, I was like... I just wanted, wanted to, to make sure you're not... Yeah, going to actually start... Hacking yeah. at humans. Exactly. So I was like, that just made me really uncomfortable. And she's like, oh, you know, I can't believe you thought I'd harm i would never i was like i didn't think you would but that sounded like you were gonna hurt democrat and she was literally just like, said that <laughs> yeah yeah and she was just like you know I'll, I'll take it down i'll take down all my political comments i was like i'm not policing your comments that was just sounded directly violent <laughs> towards possibly my parents and then long story short she made me talk for like 10 minutes in real time 
Like she was like going back and forth with me immediately, which that's my that's my nightmare, guys. Going back and forth with the middle-aged neighbor of my parents in real time. <laughs> and then the best part is though, she goes like, "I hope your parents are mad at me." And I'm like, "No, I don't I don't I can't speak for them. I don't think they're mad at you. I think they just don't know how you feel about them." And then she goes, "Oh my god. Did your mother see this post I made?" And I yes, was like, "Yes, you stupid ass." I was like, "Yeah." I don't know if you knew, her. but everyone can. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I showed my mom because I, she thinks my mother doesn't have Facebook. But I was like, I showed my mom because it concerned me. Oh, that's right. Then, that's right. <laughs> Listeners, I got to cut in. Marissa's mom, her name isn't her and mom's name on Facebook. No, She has awesome. an alias. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, she then became wildly mortified wildly she was like i love your parents i wish they could be my neighbors forever i was like calm down you're being like weird now i didn't say calm down but i was like okay calm down sometimes i dream about sleeping in the same bed with both of your parents <laughs> yeah i was like she was like i was talking to my parents the other day i wish i could be neighbors of your parents forever i was like okay <laughs> and she was just like i'm so sorry tell them i didn't mean it tell them what i meant and i was like i'll tell them about this conversation but like, I think it was so funny. <laughs> that's like, that's definitely a tone one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. So I'm sorry that story was long, but I just needed to share it with someone because it was so weird. But also, like, again, I know I'm an adult. I'm 34, but because she knew me since I was a kid, when I said that, I thought she was gonna like dismiss me because I'm just like her neighbor's daughter. Um, but like, no, she she felt the need to justify herself to me. And I felt so uncomfortable after because I didn't want it to be a whole conversation. Uh, I hope I never see her again. Okay, I'm done. Icebreaker. Icebreaker. All right. What we got? Marissa, if you had to be on America's Got Talent, what would your talent be? Oh, God. This is... This is a good question because once I was going to compete in some NEPA Miss Alternative or shit. Do you remember this, Pete? I was going to perform in some. Yeah, I was going to perform in this like alternative pageant and I needed to have a talent, but then I realized we needed to wear bikinis. So I was like, fuck that shit. (laughs) Um, hmm. I don't know. Do you know your answer? All right. I'm going to take everybody through my thought process and then I'm going to tell you something that is uh, probably like just pulling it out of my ass. But I I discovered, I don't watch America's Got Talent, but in seeing enough episodes, I discovered that like you have to keep wanting up, one-upping yourself. Like you can't oh. just go up, up there and do some trick. And then the next week you come back and you do a trick. Like if you come back and you do the same trick, America's not going to vote for you. They already saw that shit. So I think that takes like eating fire out of the list. You can eat fire? No. You can't say things you can't actually do. (laughs) This is your icebreaker, but I'm making this a rule. Um... I know my answer if you need more time. I know. I'm trying to, like, look up what is a list of talents. <laughs> I would just tell a story. And it would be, like, comedy. I would not do stand-up. But oh, just... so you're not trying to win. 
Yeah, I don't, don't shut up, you know? I don't have other talents. What other talents do I have? Marissa. What? I guess if we're going off of today right now. Okay, like fantasy version of you're on America's Got Talent. What are you going to do? Oh, where I could do whatever I dream I could do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you I'll, have tell, your... you, I'll tell you what you're going to do. What? You could tell me. You could tell me what I'm gonna do. <laughs> oh, okay, go ahead. What am I gonna do? You're gonna have um, like a synchronated dance oh. with many. And when I say many, I'm probably talking like maybe thirty. You know, the mm-hmm. stage is only so big. Um, small Asian children. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. In high school, I wanted to convince all my friends to do a rhythmic dance that I choreographed to a Bjork song for the talent show when we were seniors so people could remember us by it, but it didn't pan <laughs> <hang> out. <laughs> they would definitely remember you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pete, what would you want to do? Ooh. Ugh. I don't know. I know. Uh, I'm not really very performative. Yeah. Um, maybe magic. Yeah, let's say you want to do magic with... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say something very similar to what you said to me with a different kind of children, but for some reason it was wrong. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say, and it is time to move on. Yep, okay. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of children. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of ch- I mean, not exactly, but sadly some... Oh, God, this is, this is not a funny one. <laughs> I would say some children have died. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, okay, uh, I will say, I hopefully this comes out good. I reread it to make sure it is, like, cohesive because I found this interesting topic. Not that I don't find other t- interesting, but sometimes I'm, like, scrambling for a topic. But I came across this one. I was like, why the fuck didn't I hear about this? What? And I, Pete, have you ever heard about the cult movement for the restoration for the Ten Commandments of God? Not off the top of my head, no. You know, so, sometimes you just scroll through lists of cults and you're just like, uh, maybe I've seen that one. <laughs> well, see, there are a lot of, you know, cults that are considered like the, the heavy hitters or like the well-knowns. And or like I the up-and-comers, <laughs> like Nexia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too, yeah. I don't know why this is not on the list of ones everyone knows. Uh, my speculation might be because there's... No one knows for sure. And I did, like, no one knows the exact story, and I think people like to be able to, like, weave a tale with all the details. Um, I had to read a whole bunch of different sources at the same time to get the whole story because a lot of people seem to report it with holes in the story. So thank God for The Guardian and New York Times because there were a lot of, like, people badly reporting on this. Um so anyway, I want to talk about a cult. I, I'm obsessed with cults. I've never even heard about this. Uh, also, I, I was reading an, art, uh, an article like on, I don't know, thrillist.com or something like, 10 craziest cults you never heard of. And like some of them were like wacky sounding. And then there was this one. And I'm like, that's not like crazy. <laughs> that's just a depressing. Like that's not, this doesn't belong on this, on this list of kooky cults because this cult is not Kooky. So, so allow me to talk about 
what what is known about the movement for the restoration for the Ten Commandments of God, uh, a cult that was formed in the late 1980s. In the event that anyone listening has heard of this cult and sees that I am missing any details or have anything slightly wrong, do tell me. Because like I said, I was looking at multiple sources and I tried to like cross-reference, but it's just, it's just like weirdly not as much information about this that I, than I, as much as I would expect for what it is. So, um, this also took place in Uganda. So I do wonder if it's because it, you know, no one was tied to the U.S. Uh, I think some people from the U.S. might have joined it, but it's mostly people from Uganda. Also, if I pronounce names wrong, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a cult started by Joseph Kibwetire. Uh, Joseph Kibutere was a Ugandan political po- politician, not a political politician, sorry. <laughs> Joseph Kibutere, let's say Kibutere. Joey. Kibut- what? Joey. <laughs> yeah, Joey. Joey, Joey Quibbs. <laughs> Joey, Joey Quibbs was a Ugandan politician and a locally prominent member of the Catholic-based Democratic Party in Uganda. Kibbutir had 16 children and was known for decades in his community as a pious Catholic devoted to good works. Uh, This started to change after three women approached him at a church service one day in 1989. So for a little bit of background, in the 1980s, there is what some would refer to as a, quote, epidemic of apparitions of the Virgin Mary and Jesus seen in Catholic circles in Africa. Uh, however, most of these apparition sightings have not been recognized, like officially recognized by the Roman Catholic Church. In the late 80s, the three women mentioned, uh, their names are Credonia Mwerinde, Ursula Koma, Komuhangi, I'm so I'm trying. And no, Anthony. you are bringing the comedy to a very serious topic. <laughs> <laughs> and Angela Mugisha were already leaders of a Christian cult devoted to the Virgin Mary. And these ladies came to Kibbutir telling him of their visions that they saw. Around that same time, Kibbutir himself had actually been seeing visions of the Virgin Mary. So he decided they should all kind of band together to like create a movement. So he took these these three women under his wing. Um, eventually, a community was established starting in Kibbutir's home in 1989. And this newly formed group attempted to merge the various movements in Africa of people who were seeing apparitions of, you know, Jesus and the Virgin Mary. Um, but these attempts failed. Like, the, the groups didn't all want to become one. Instead, Kibbutir created his own group. Uh, which had 12 apostles, six of them women, and Kibbutir was the leader. And this group was called the Movement, I forgot the name of it already, the Movement for the Restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. Okay. So the apostles of this group would claim to see Jesus, Mary, and even Joseph in several different, in several different visions. Uh, the messages of uh, in these visions seem to address typical Ugandan themes of the time, such as the AIDS epidemic and government corruption. Uh, the group even took in a number of Catholic priests and nuns, uh, many of which ended up 
being derobed. Is that a, a thing? When, when you can't practice being a nun or a priest anymore? Sounds hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, uh, that's what I mean. Most of them weren't officially excommunicated, but they, they could no longer be, they were no longer acknowledged as practicing nuns or priests. Uh, but Kibwatir himself, uh, after starting this group, was excommunicated from the official Catholic Church. In order to join this group, uh, people were expected to sell off their possessions and turn over all the money that they raised from, from selling everything they owned to, to the group. Uh, they then must devote their life to living out the Ten Commandments in their everyday life. Uh, when living on the compound, for some reason, sex even among married couples was discouraged, so sex of all kinds. And interestingly, communication was limited so much so that people communicated mostly through a system of sign language. Um, while no one can say for sure it was the understanding of people who, you know, study this movement, uh, that uh, the believers were so afraid of breaking a commandment through, like, their everyday communications that that's why they relied on sign language to kind of keep it simple. Um, Speaking of keeping it simple, if you're going to be starting a cult, I've realized it's very tempting to create one that's very, like, bipolar about sex, but maybe, like, don't even bring up sex. I know. Because, like, it feels like there's either free love or no sex and like just don't mention it see what happens I, I agree <laughs> the main message of the movement to restore the ten commandments of god was that the ten commandments had been distorted in modern day and they needed to be restored in their full value one of the publications put out the group put out by the group states Ours is not a religion, but a movement that endeavors to make the people aware of the fact that the commandments of God have been abandoned, and it gives what should be done, wait, and it gives what should be done for their observance. The message of the group was also apocalyptic. Uh, all of you living on the planet, listen to what I am going to say. When the year 2000 is completed, the year that will follow will not be the year 2001. The year that will follow shall be called year one in a generation that will follow the present generation. The generation that will follow will have few or many people depending on who will repent. The Lord told me that hurricanes of fire would rain forth from heaven and spread over all those who would not have repented, uh, said Kib, Kib, Kibwatir. <laughs> um... The group described themselves as a sort of Noah's Ark uh, when asked about their beliefs. And they claimed that when the end times came closer, people would travel for miles to seek sanctuary with them. At its peak, the group managed to recruit about 4,000 followers. So the group predicted that the end of the world would be on December 31st, 1999. Uh, side note, they would not be alone with that, since a lot of people thought Y2K would be the end of the world. So I feel like that's a little bit lazy. But anyway, uh, long story short, if you were alive uh, on January 1st, <laughs> 2000, uh, you would know that this did not happen. Question mark. Uh, but uh, Kibbutzir, after that, when it did not happen, revised the date. <laughs> claiming that on March 17th, 2000, the Virgin Mary would appear. Too soon. Them. Too soon, yeah. bro. Yeah. The Virgin Mary would appear 
and take all of the members to heaven. Now, exactly what happened when the world did not end on December 31st, 1999 is not clear. However, many think that the prophetic failure from Kibbutir may have caused a number of members to doubt their leaders and ask for the return of the money they had contributed. Mm. And I'm going to come back to those so-called possible doubters later on and the horrible things that may have happened to them. Here is what is known. Shortly before March 17th, Kibbutir wrote to his wife, Teresa, who incidentally, while remaining his wife, was not a member of the group. Uh, Kibbutir wrote to his wife, urging her to carry on the movement after his departure. A nun also began visiting nearby villages days before the so-called end date, announcing the coming of the Virgin Mary for March 17th. Then, dozens of followers converged on the compound on March 16th and 17th, joining the hundreds already there. On the morning of March 17th, all of the followers on the compound gathered in the compound's chapel. I mean, this hey. could only be good. Yeah, what? You want to guess what's going to happen? I'm going to guess mass suicide. <laughs> okay. At 12.45 p.m. on March 17th, the nearby police department received a call. There had been a fire on the group's compound, the officer reported, and there were people dead. It was only as villagers and police officers descended onto the smoldering chapel did the scale become apparent. The remains of hundreds of people, mostly just bones, and in some cases just ashes, lay mass at one end of the chapel and virtually no one could be positively identified. At least 336 people, and perhaps as many as 500 people, died in that church fire on March 17th. And while at first the police treated the death as a mass suicide, they later started to consider whether it had been a mass murder. As police were investigating, they noticed a depression in the ground of the chapel that did not match other areas of the building, which prompted them to dig. And that's when they discovered 153 bodies all put in a mass grave. The bodies had been there for, by their estimation, about one or two months already, said a police spokesperson. Some had been suffocated using their clothes, and others had been cut with sharp objects. Later on, six more bodies were found dumped in a pit latrine in the compound at the church headquarters. These six bodies had all been mutilated and doused in battery acid. Uh, we are now treating these deaths. Where do you deaths. get that much battery acid? Yeah, I have no idea. We are now treating the deaths in uh, Kanunga. I guess that was the place I hadn't mentioned that prior. We are now treating these deaths as mass murder, apart from the leaders who, if they perished, committed suicide because they knew what was going to happen, the police official said. So basically, it is believed that there were three categories of victims. Those that knew about the suicide, which were probably very few, and just the leaders, and they probably didn't tell anyone. Those followers who expected to go to heaven when the Virgin Mary came, but they didn't know how it was going to happen, and no one had given them the specifics. And then that group of so-called so traitors who started to doubt Kibbutir mm -hmm. after his 
failed prophecy of the end of the world in 1999 didn't come to pass. And it's likely that these traitors were assassinated a month or two before the church fire. So, like I said, the bodies were all ashen and, like, unrecognizable. So the body of Kibbutz hair was actually, as far as I could tell from the articles I was reading, was never identified. But the day before the fire, a parcel arrived at the home of Kibbutz family, again, who were not members of the cult. And it contains books and documents from the cult, the cult's certificate of registration, a group of the Ten Commandments of the cult, and other cult-related items. And all was sent, the family believes, by Joseph Kibbutz no one else could have sent them, the son said. He wanted us to carry on the message. Um, unfortunately, that's all I was able to find. <laughs> but I wanted to share this. Did they? Hope, did they what? No, 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 they didn't. Okay. They didn't. I know. <laughs> that was actually the last line in the New York Times article. And I was like, that's a weird last line. This doesn't tell me where we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, like... This leaves me wanting more for a cult story. I feel like this is like one of the shortest cult stories I've ever been able to like talk about. But um, there's a lot of holes in the story that uh, are unanswered because I don't think there are any. Again, I, I read a lot of articles that came out uh, kind of close to when they found all these bodies. Uh, I want to kind of delve a little deeper if there's any updates, but... From my research today, I couldn't find any anything being like, "Oh yeah, we we could we found Kibbutz's body body or anything like that." Uh, but I just wanted to share it because the sects uh, th this this group's death toll uh, is second to the Jonestown cult's mass suicide of 1978, uh, when 914 people died in South Africa, and that one's like well known by everybody. Mm -hmm. So this one has like. I don't know, anywhere from like 400 to like 600, 700 deaths. Why don't we all know about this? Like, this is crazy. And at least Jonestown... Because they're black, Marissa. No, yeah, well, yeah, that is true. That, that, <laughs> honestly, that is... Actually, that is part of why I was considering, like, maybe we don't care because, you know, Americans don't care because it was in Uganda. But even Jonestown, a lot of people... I mean, not everyone wanted to commit suicide, that's for sure. But some of them knew it was coming, it sounds like these people were all just like fucking like, oh, Virgin Mary's going to take you. And then they were like, oh, I don't want them to know I'm going to be wrong. So let's kill them all. Yeah. Uh, so this one is like even more tragic. And I want more details. And I wonder if I wonder if more details aren't no, are, are known, if there aren't more details known or whether there's just not more details known in the U.S., like maybe in Africa, there's, like, in African publications, is more known. I don't know. It just seems like nobody cared enough to, like, be talking about this. And it's crazy. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. That's all I have. Uh, but honestly, that's, like, all I could find. Uh, I think I looked at New York Times, The Guardian, Encyclopedia.com, Wikipedia, but that was too convoluted, and Sword and Scale podcast website. Uh, which is also a little bit convoluted. But, uh, yeah, any questions or thoughts? No, it reminded me of a topic maybe I'll do next week. Ooh. No, yeah, I feel like that's definitely it. Yeah, and that's a bummer. 
because this one's wild. So yeah, I mean, if you're interested in, in reading any, any more, again, it's called the Movement to Restore, uh, Movement for the Restoration for the Ten Commandments of God. So um, I don't know. This is a complicated thought to have on a day when I'm not coming up with the right words, but like Latinx is like an encompassing term. Mm-hmm. Can you be from Spain and be Latinx? I don't think so. You think I don't from know. Latin America? You know what? I don't know. That's okay. I, I, I'm confused. Also, by the way, I would just like to say to everyone out there, I do not like the term Latinx. <laughs> I am a Latina. I am not Latinx. <laughs> Continue. For as much as like people can, can make divisions and stuff like that, you know, like black people and white people, like there's still so much to know about like any culture that exists. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like it is silly and dumb, but like you go, holy shit, there's another whole continent in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> where, where things like this happen. Um, not that they don't happen here too, but like, you know, <laughs> and in South America and what have you. But, um, but yeah, like it's interesting that, yeah, things like that happen and, What's the difference that makes one thing so much more sensational than the other? Um, exactly. Thus, I was thus worth covering. Count would be what would do it. And that's why I was like, oh, I didn't hear about this. And when I saw the death count, I was like, this is unacceptable that we don't all know about this. Not that everyone needs to live their lives knowing about cults. But like, as for like tragedies and cautionary tales, uh, this is as good as any if the death count is under Jonestown. And I would say like across the board, Jonestown is probably the most well-known cult out there and the most well-known like cults, you know, like tragedy. So I'm just like, yo, we should all know about this. But yeah, it's like a continent away. And sometimes the world seems so big and like another continent just seems like a whole nother world. to people. I, I hate to be rude, but when did this happen again? They all died in 2000. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, and it started coming together in the late 80s. But it's also, like, very close. I don't yeah. know. Again, I mean, New York Times did an article about it, but, like, I just, when I Googled it, I, I was like, why do I have to go through so many articles to find the story clearly? Um, do you think, do you think that uh, Joey's dead? Uh, I mean... Probably, because when <laughs> <laughs> no, because like his prophecy didn't come true two times. What does he have? I was gonna say no, that's not right. I was say what does he have to offer anyone now? That is that came out wrong. But I just mean like he's disgraced. Like yeah, the same way. Um, Certainly not the it? first person though to be wrong about this sort of thing. But you get, I guess you're touching on a point of pride, right? It's almost like. Like, if you run a race and somebody beats you, but you refuse to accept that they beat you. Woo! <laughs> Hot day. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like a lot of times these cult members, if they prophesy, if they have a prophecy that's tied to a date, um, if, I mean, obviously it doesn't happen. I feel like they oftentimes do end up killing themselves and their believers. Uh, I feel like that's what happened with, uh, what the hell was their name? Who are all those people that died in matching tracksuits and Nikes? 
the Hellbop Comet. Yeah. Heaven's Gate. Um, I think he Gate. had chosen a date, and he realized it wasn't, the, you know. Oh, he had led that cult with a woman who mm-hmm. kind of was the driving force, and then she died. And then I think from what I was reading, it seemed like he kind of realized, like, I can't do this alone, and... I have nowhere to take this, so we're just all going to die. Like, that's what it sounded like to me. So I feel like that cult members are so fucking narcissistic and so so full of pride that I feel like they need to kill themselves and all their members so that uh, so that they can't be exposed as a fraud. Yeah. Crazy. I was just going to say from another direction, like, the pressure of leadership is so strong that you're going to murder everybody instead of let them down. I I can't disappoint all these people. I'm going to kill them. That's absolutely crazy. But yeah, that is what it sounds like. So yeah. Luckily, guys, Marissa and I do not have leadership positions at our jobs. Nope. Uh, I, I have a little bit of a leadership position currently, and that is why I have been more stressed lately than I have at any point in my life. I'm just in charge of one project, Pete, and I'm unhinged. Um, anyway, related to that thought, you can always go back to our episode where I, um, <laughs> I, I my topic was y'all y'all heard about being right <laughs> <laughs> and how I being, forgot, I forgot about that being right doesn't matter, guys. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. Oh. I want you to give us a call, five seven zero pod one one baby. Give us a call, five seven zero pod one one hun. Yeah. So, so you have anything plug worthy? Uh, why don't you do that while I think a little more? This isn't really a plug, Marissa, but did you see the stuff about <laughs> the witches and Anne Hathaway? Uh, I yes, and I can't. <laughs> I feel like I should say nothing. <laughs> say something inappropriate. Like <laughs> I feel the, like the article, dear listener, is not only one, but um, is that people with, I guess, limb disabilities. I guess that's the right way to say it. Um, were upset at the depiction of the witch's hands in the remake of The Witch is, excuse me. And uh, <laughs> and the movie's just so not good. Yeah, and, I didn't even watch it. And I guess maybe because it's on Disney Plus, like people feel like, you know, like there's a segment of people who have watched this that I don't know and I'm not exposed to. Um, but yeah. Those people were very upset with the depiction of the, um, I believe, two-digit hands that uh, all the witches had in the movie. It was strange. I'm going to stay quiet. It wasn't far off from a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle hand. Yeah. But I guess you're saying that belongs to a turtle, so. At any point, did they say, like, everyone with two digits is evil? Like, everyone with two digits is a witch. No, but I think the key point would be that they've made an effort to present these witches as 
horrifying and ugly and disgusting okay. and all that stuff. Yeah. I guess that's true. I you see. Okay. Whole entire I, movie, I'm just like, is anybody gonna mention the giant scars on the side of Anne Hathaway's face? Yeah, why didn't you have like the Joker scars? Right. They don't explain that. And the witches do. Well, uh, the listeners don't know this, but I did tell Marissa I couldn't watch it because it was too scary. <laughs> yep, I like that. Thank you for that. And like it could be scary and good, and maybe I'll hang in. But it was <laughs> scary and not good. <laughs> so uh, what was I gonna say? What the hell was I gonna say? Um, oh, I'm not okay. I'm not making the assertion that people with what are they? with missing fingers cannot be upset about this. But I am saying, then couldn't you point out any movie with monsters that are supposed to be scary and say, like, uh, like I'm missing an eye and this monster has one eye. What are they trying to say? Or... Uh, or I have a hunchback too what are they trying to say I don't know again I don't watch a movie so maybe they did it more oh. obnoxiously in the movie but Marissa, I'm just saying I like I don't know if you saw this part but the person who sort of like brought it to the forefront was a Paralympian oh no and I, I think I think celebrity had a little bit of play in drawing people's <laughs> attention to it and then then the response articles Anne Hathaway feels horrible for the t- <laughs> Okay. Anyway, movie sucked. That's why I thought it was funny that people were even talking about it. Like that's like saying, um, <laughs> I yeah, can't think of okay. anything that would that would correlate. But like that thing that's inside of that thing that's really awful that offended me. <laughs> no, the whole thing should have affected you. Yeah, yeah. Just that said, it's not for. I want to plug Hagen Dazs. Ooh, okay. Is that it? You're not going to describe why? It was on sale. I got it. So creamy. So delicious. Um, I don't know if everybody else does this. Sometimes I want to eat ice cream. And sometimes I'm not feeling very patient. So I pop it in the microwave for a few seconds. No. I don't do this. Has, did you know, fun fact, everybody, the same people who make haagen also make briars and dryers. Oh, yeah, that's and right. Briars. <laughs> it's briars on one part of the country and dryers on the other part of the country, but it's a lesser ice cream. Uh, I will plug almond milk whipped topping which is just whipped cream made with almond milk which I just put on everything now I'm having a rough time I thought you were going to plug the chocolate covered almond Haagen-Dazs ice cream flavor oh no I don't see I don't like chocolate covered almonds in general but I recently got these Trader Joe chocolate covered almonds which are unreal but I only like the Trader Joe ones uh no I'm going to plug pistachio butter did you know it's pistachio butter exists? It's too late. Pete? You already. You Fuck already did you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I didn't. Is it green? Yeah. 
Gross. It's good. It's pretty yummy. Uh, also, you should send me a sandwich portrait. What? You should send me a sandwich portrait. I don't use it for a sandwich. Well, use it for a sandwich. It's too expensive to use too much at once. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe I, I can make a mini sandwich if a you want. I find tiny bread. Maybe I'll make a tea sandwich with it. Also, I would just like to say that one of our loyal listeners, Juan, he didn't call it. He should have called it Nutellasis. But uh, he saw a... Pete, do you remember me talking about curanderos, what my father's aunt was, like a witch doctor lady? Right, right, yes. Uh, he saw one recently and got a limpia, which is what they call a cleansing. And um, it, he, as he walked into the place where the cleansing took place, he saw a, a bucket of chicken bones or dead chickens. I forget whether it was... No, I think it might have been dead chickens, not just the bones. And... Uh, he said as the guy was giving him the cleansing, perspiration started just, like, dripping down his back immediately. And he said it was a very weird, uh, weird experience. And that's all. Um, for the rest of our listeners who aren't Juan, did you get any more information about the uh, end of his story? What was the end of his story? <laughs> you know how his story just stopped? Oh, how did it stop? Oh, I forgot. I'll ask you one. Um, the little kid is playing with the doll that's supposed to be thrown out. And the, uh, whoever's in charge goes, where did you get that doll? And the girl's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll ask one. I forgot totally. Uh, yeah. If guys, you, like Juan, want to join our show. Call us at 570-5-1-1. <laughs> Uh, even though Halloween is over, you can call us with spooky stories anytime, or you could just call us to tell us how good our show is. Uh, you can slide into my DMs at Riss Vandal. Um, Pete, what else? Uh, y'all heard that me. You can, like, leave us reviews on, like, Tinder. Um. Oh, yeah, I'm not on Tinder. I hope I'm not on Tinder. I hope sometimes I don't know how to deactivate my accounts, and I hope I'm not on Tinder. Oh, and if anyone, um, yeah, slide into my DMs, guys. I'm working from home till April first, and while I am so happy to not have to go into the office, I'm spending too much time with myself. So. Slide into my DMs or give us a call. Bring joy to my life, please, because life is rough. <laughs> Slide into Marissa's DMs at Riss Vandal on Instagram. She will coordinate some sort of Zoom call that we can all get together on. Yeah! So that she doesn't feel completely alienated from human beings. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Uh, I feel like someone else is going to say. Uh... Guys, I'm going to be 35 soon. Isn't that disgusting? It's gross. I know. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I have up. to go. Thank I have you to get for off. Listening. <laughs> yeah.